Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. I thought it was interesting yesterday while watching the Queen's funeral that uh, commentators would say that, uh, you know, she had designed it all and planned every detail out, but she didn't want it to be about her necessarily. <laughs> it went for six to eight hours. <laughs> three different services. Of course it was all about you. We were watching it home. Adrian made a good point. How many... How many hearses do you think they've gone through? Mm. Like, if she designed the hearse mm-hmm. to have bigger windows, you know, did she design a hearse in the 90s just in case it happened then? I heard the Jaguar hearse that was pulling her was uh, built like six years ago or seven right. years ago. So. Yeah. Yeah, this has been on the books. This is they've been they've been preparing. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like uh, it's like radio stations that have just a whole bank of we remember Keith Richards or <laughs> Paul McCartney or they're going eventually. Let's have these ready to go. They got them in, in in the library. And there was a lot of music being played, and I just thought to myself, man, so much of it is just so somber and downer, like. Well, it was a funeral. Well, we know she's dead. Can't we throw in, like, shot, 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 <laughs> something just to mix it up a little bit? I, uh, and I, I could not look away when those military boys were carrying that casket. Mm. 300 kilograms. Yeah, because it's all iron. It's all lead-lined in order to, you know, slow down decomposition when you're lying in state. Actually, at our place, somebody mentioned while we were watching it, do you think she's even really in there? Thought that, because thought what if they dropped it and she, right. you know? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's pretty well locked up. But ends up being just secrets from the uh, White House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, and the way they were holding it, too, because they were arm in arm All underneath across, it, right? Yeah. Well, here's an interesting and, and, fact. Well, and listen, I mean, that church, I understand a lot of history and stuff, but yeah. you couldn't build a ramp. Like, <laughs> every step, like, yeah. holy cow, steepest yeah. staircase going. Here's a, a, uh, an interesting little fact. You know, as she was being pulled by all those Navy guys. Right. Well, sure, she loves herself a Navy man. She she married one. But uh, it turns out that I think it was Queen Victoria. Horses used to pull that. Okay. But it, she, Queen Victoria died uh, in the dead of winter, and it was freezing cold, and the horses started acting up. Oh. So in the middle of the service or the ceremony, they, they like, called in the Navy. They uh, took off the horses, and, and all the Navy guys oh, really? dragged it. So she loved that. So that's why she incorporated uh, hmm. the Navy into it. Interesting. Yeah. No, it, listen, the whole thing was very well done. Um... Yeah, but man, oh man, it really, it really went on. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's gonna. It was longer than the Charles's reign is gonna be. <laughs> at the end of the day, you I wonder, did, did find it spooky though, because of course, like the draw to it for so many is that we've never seen this before. Right. Seventy years, you know, very few people actually you know, witnessed. Mm-hmm. You know, even the first one was it even really televised to the right. the national or international capabilities of this one, right? Yeah, or the last one, sorry, not the first one, but. um you know, we're, we're drawn to that because of that. But then, you know, as you're watching, there's Charles there, mm. and then there's William, mm-hmm. and then there's George, right? And right. so, you know, there's a chance in our lifetime we see, you know, one, two more of these, yeah. right? Well, yeah, I mean, there's a, a there's some woman who predicted to the day 
when Queen Elizabeth would pass away, and she got it spot on. And I don't know how long ago she did this, but then she was asked again, can you predict when King Charles will die? And she's got him going, like, at 2027. Like, Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So William is polishing up the medals as we speak. <laughs> and he's so young that I would think, certainly in my lifetime, right. unless something tragic happens, exactly. Yeah. William would be the last king I would ever see, mm-hmm. you would think. Anyhow, maybe when they lowered her down there at the the, the third church, <laughs> underneath she popped out and there's a big party going on and it's all just a scam. She's not really dead at all. We've got your excuse not to cook dinner tonight. It's uh, pepperoni pizza day. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll put a pie back. I love a good pie. Oh, it it might be... The greatest food thing. We were, we've been watching the chef's table, the pizza edition. Oh, on Netflix, fantastic. Yeah. And just watching it makes me hungry. Yeah. I could have just had a meal. Yeah. And then I will sit there and I watch them mixing that dough and I'm just like, Oh my God, I need a pizza. Right. And when you get that, that real like stone baked mm-hmm. pizza oven thing, it, it is so good. It's spectacular. Uh, people were asked about uh, 30 different toppings and whether or not they belong on a pizza. Oh, Lord, I know where we're going here. Well, pepperoni received, of course, by far the most yes votes. Okay. Uh, the other toppings that at least two-thirds of people say do belong on a pizza gotcha. include mushrooms, garlic, onions, bacon, chicken, sausage, green peppers, ham, and roasted red peppers. Okay. We can deal with almost all of those. Mix them all up. Yeah, I, li- I, like, a, I like a variety of stuff. Now... Uh, the ones that only half of people are cool with, spinach, tomato slices, and see, for me, that's, I, I, I'll, I'll order up double tomato slices. Yeah, I've already got tomato sauce on the pizza. That's it's enough. enough for you. Yeah. Black olives, jalapeno, pineapple, sun-dried tomato, ground beef, banana peppers, barbecue sauce, ranch dressing, artichokes, and broccoli. Well, we know how I feel about artichokes after <laughs> my incident. Now, I will say this. I was introduced not to putting barbecue sauce on pizza, but dipping your crust into barbecue sauce okay. is very good. Well, I mean, anyone now, that's the whole new craze is to have some sort of dip. Like, yeah. It's a sin to eat crust without dip all of a sudden. Um, and if you have a great crust, you shouldn't need it. That's true. But, I mean, you mentioned pineapple in there. Right away, that becomes, that's especially the, in Canada, the most the debated divide. topic. Yeah. Yeah, and again, I'm fine with it. Like, I don't, I, I wouldn't order it myself, but right. if it showed up on the pie, I'd, I'd eat it. I'd, yeah. I'm fine with it. My kids like it. Uh, you know, we usually get... We usually, thankfully we get, we get, we have enough, enough eaters in the house now that we have to get separate pies. <laughs> yeah. So it works out well. But for a while they were like, oh man, I got to choke back this pineapple again. So it the just boys, doesn't, it doesn't seem to belong on there for, it's too sweet. Well, there's, but to see, I think that's for it some people. Wet. Well, yeah. But I think that for some people is the, um, it's the, uh, it's the thing they enjoy in that if you get the sweet and the, uh, salty. Right. It's yeah. a, it's a nice mix. For some, but yeah, again, the one thing I always, I guess, say no to if I'm asked, uh, is chicken. I, okay. I find it so dry right. and boring on pizza. Well, because it's been cooked twice. Yeah, that's right. Um, the ones that almost all people agree on that don't belong on pizza, fried eggs, which I've never even heard of. Okay. I'm well, I think fried some... eggs on everything now. Burgers right. And... Well, sometimes you do like a margarita pizza and you see they'll, they'll add an egg to it. Right. Asparagus, 
zucchini, eggplant, shrimp, corn, and of course, anchovies. Right, yeah. Which I absolutely love. <laughs> love. I, on Friday, when I had the house all to myself, oh, I, uh, did you order one? I got a big pans and I, uh, panzerotti. <clears throat> I went to the, Restaurant. Of course you did. And I said, but I didn't go to that place. No. That place is still Fredo to me. I went to another place and I told him everything I wanted. I wanted the tomato. I wanted the onion. I wanted the green peppers <clears throat> or I wanted the green olives. And I want extra heavy on the anchovy. I right. said it so loud. Clear. Yes. Don't I... <laughs> screw this up on me. <laughs> and so and that's how it get you. Panzerotti. Oh, yeah. Full of eyelashes. Yes. Love it. I love oh. a panzerotti. I mean, it's basically just a pizza yeah, folded all over. rolled up. But it is good. Okay. Yeah, with those anchovies. Mm-mm. I oh. eat them right out of the jar. <laughs> uh, this uh, Trudeau singing in uh, England has really got the F. Trudeauers up oh, in arms. Oh, of course. <laughs> Listen, he sang Bohemian Rhapsody. At least he didn't sing Another One Bites the Dust. <laughs> <laughs> you know, be happy for that. Look. <laughs> You can hate the guy for a lot of different reasons. Look, you know, he did he take advantage of us uh, perhaps during the pandemic? Do all politicians, did they all take advantage of the pandemic? They all do it. So you can you can hate him for a variety of reasons. But listen, at the end of the day, him and his wife, Sophie, they're both just oddly artsy. They, right. you know, theater and like... He looks like a moron singing the song, but he seems to love that spotlight. It's why, you know, he he gets up in all these costumes, and it's why he taught drama. He's just one of those quirky, artsy guys. Yeah, well, the only problem is when you have leaders who represent your country on world stages... Mm. Uh, you know, they're supposed to be well-read people. And, mm. and for some reason, we find ones that can't seem to read the room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, had he done that with his Canadian contingent in the, uh, you know, uh, some kind of hotel conference room, mm. uh, you know, instead of right in the bloody lobby. Yeah. <laughs> it's so strange. In a T-shirt with a beer and like, oh, they're those stupid Canadians again. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it is odd, but he's an odd duck. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, he really is. He's a strange dude. And at the end of the day, it is what, you know, he didn't commit some heinous crime. It, was it all that embarrassing? Ah, whatever. Well, there's, there's, they're, they're all, as you say, they're, they're all guilty. You know, if you see Pierre Polyev's wood commercial, yeah. like that, <laughs> holy hell, neither of them are good at drama. No. Yeah, it's, they create a lot of drama. <laughs> Whether or not they can perform it, I don't know. It's all very strange. I, I, you know, it and it takes, like, when you're the leader of a country, I think you would always be on high alert of how is this going to make me look right. But he just doesn't seem to care. Yeah, he I just, know. But that's for for many, uh, that's a problem, right? Right. <laughs> is that you probably should care. Uh, at, at some point now, you know, is he there on the, the, this is the, the general attack for any politician well, you're there on the government dime. Mm-hmm. You're representing the country at that point. You should be at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, had this been done, had they said, Hey, we've got a piano player here. Well, can we wheel this into the, the, the conference? Mm-hmm. We're going to make some noise and, and, you know, 
get a little rowdy. I, and he's full on into it too. This wasn't like possibly singing. He looked like he was on stage. Well, didn't Stephen Harper one time get down on the keyboard and he's well, done, he had a band, right? Yeah, but the conservatives didn't seem to mind that. Well, Maybe I don't because know. it's a funeral. Well, it's also a, yeah, you're in Britain's period of mourning, but you know, Britain's period of mourning is going to last the next seventy years. So, <laughs> <laughs> I guess no one's saying. Listen, he didn't get hung out to dry over the blackface, which is what he should have got hung out to dry over. Like, well, they still was bring a, that up all the time. Yeah, yeah, and it was horribly wrong and a ridiculous, stupid move. But this, I, I, I just don't. But they're looking for anything. I just, I just don't. Is it, is it embarrassing? Yeah. At the end of the day, maybe if you talk to him in private, he probably would have said, eh, I probably should have thought that through. Or maybe not. Maybe he thinks it's fine. Right. Again, because he's just quirky. He's <laughs> odd. He's a- imagine if he was singing Another One Bites the Dust. <laughs> that would have been great. Oh. Uh, been great. <laughs> we all love our kids, right? Sure. Or do we? <laughs> Someone asked people to name things they secretly hate about their children. Okay. First up, your weekends are ruined. There's no sleeping in when you have kids, and even when they're older, you have to shuffle them around. I remember going through a period of, yeah, it's it's either early mornings because they wake up so damn early and come and bother you, mm. or there's a period of time between about the age of like 12 to, say, 18 or so, Maybe a little younger. Once they can drive, I guess they're on their own. If they have a vehicle that they're, uh, at, 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 that they can get to. But it seemed to me like every Friday and Saturday night, I was hauling them and their friends around mm. at like midnight and one o'clock in the morning, picking them up from somewhere. Right. And of course, that cuts into daddy's drinking time. Yeah. <laughs> so when they're really young, they're waking you up. And when they're really older, they're keeping you up. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, we're into that kind of taxi phase right now, definitely, uh, to and from usually the rink mm-hmm. uh, and uh, or the golf course. Uh, but at least I'll say this about the morning routine. They're, they're somewhat, at you know, on the weekend, a little more self-sufficient in the sense mm-hmm. that even if they're up early, they just head downstairs and go play video games in the basement. Right. Like it's, it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty seamless more with the dog than i do with the kids right um how those cute milestones make everything harder these are things we secretly hate about their our kids like they can talk now that's great now they never shut up (laughs) (laughs) or they walk now now i can never sit down that's it you wait a couple years for them to walk and talk and then the rest of our lives to sit down and shut up uh, having to be nice to them when you're in a bad mood. That's, yes. that's a tough one. Well, it's funny. Like kids have zero ability to read the room when yeah. it comes to that. Right. <laughs> well, like when, it, when, uh, when mom and dad are having a discussion, a debate, a debate, a healthy debate. <laughs> yeah. And they pick that time to need some peanut butter or some sort of assistance. Yeah. No, I know. It's, uh, it's, it can be very tough. They, they don't feel. The, the, the cloud in the room. They don't, they don't no. feel that heaviness at all. Well, or if they do, they want to break it up somehow. Yeah. Right. And just inopportune timing. Uh, the mess they create. It's always a lot harder to keep your home clean once you have kids. Oh, it's ridiculous. Mindless playing. Like when you want to, uh, when they want you to play with their dolls or action figures and you have to fake like you're having a really good time. Right. Oh, 
I remember just the most mind-numbing activities. <laughs> like for some reason, my boys, and I think I think most children have this in them. They love for you to count when they're doing something. Gotcha. See how long it takes me to run to the end of the street and back, yes, Dad? Yes, everything's a race. How long can I stay underwater? Well, as long as I'm holding your head. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you just make up a number. Yeah. Right? That's that's the beauty. The, yeah. the one great thing about that is you can lie to kids. Yeah, they don't know. And get away with it. They don't know. Like, how long was I gone? <laughs> ah, whew, you just missed it. <laughs> missed the record. Better try it again. I remember there was this book. Daniel had this Winnie the Pooh book that was really uh long and uh, a lot of pages, a lot of words. And he loved me to read this to him before he went to sleep. And so we'd start... And then I'd, I'd notice out of the corner of my eye that he'd be fading about two or three pages in, and there was probably 40 more pages to go. So I'd just flip to the end and go, and Winnie the Pooh died, or however. <laughs> but somehow he'd, he'd, w- he'd wake up and go, no, Daddy, you missed the middle of the book. Right. Like, How? You're, you, were, you were asleep. You were drooling. Uh, it makes work harder, especially if you're at home or the... Uh, in your uh, home office, they interfere. Uh-huh. All the extra cooking, and then they complain and w- or won't eat it. Right. Uh, working all day and having to go to school events. <laughs> Another example of having no spare time. Do they still do, like, uh, concerts and uh, well, I think, I think those are coming and, back now. Yeah. Like, the open, open houses will probably be happening this week or next. Meet the teacher right. nights, that sort of thing. Uh, uh, one of the you know, there are many many good things that came out of the pandemic, and one was switching all that stuff to Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Um, these are things that parents secretly hate about their kids: dealing with other parents' nonsense, mm. having to pretend you actually like these other parents. Okay. Uh, how touchy feely kids can be. Yes, yeah, some of them they can't keep their hands off you. Right. Get away from me! You're gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't leave the house once the the kids go to bed without having a babysitter, so it's almost like you're in jail. Gotcha. Not being able to take a day off when you're sick. Yeah, they don't care. You could have a 104 temperature. And no, no, they need their stuff. Yeah. They follow you everywhere. Um, And the pressures that every little mistake makes as a, as a parent, you feel like you're scarring them for life. And one woman admitted... She secretly hates her kid for ruining her body. I love my kid, but my body will never be the same. Yeah. I I, I posed this question ever since being a parent. Uh-huh. 28 years into it now. I've posed this question. Nobody's really given me a solid answer. What do you get really out of having children? What do you get? <laughs> you get some, uh, you get some useless gifts for Father's Day. Okay. Once again, not worth it. <laughs> Yesterday, while watching the Queen's funeral, I got to tell you, I don't know what it is about bagpipes, and and maybe this happens to everybody. The second those damn bagpipes start playing, I am mush. I am tears. Like, immediate. There's no buildup. I'm just welled up and crying. They have such a a unique sound. Yeah. Um, And I I, I agree with you. I'm the same way. You know, when I was at Queen's, um, the, they have a, a band, like a, a marching band. Mm-hmm. 
supports the football team and sports and other things and other events that they do and a lot of their um, homecoming events and alumni events. And, and, you know, I was always a drummer or percussionist growing mm-hmm. up and I was involved in music. Uh, through high school and, and, and grade school. But uh, when I saw this, I was like, well, I got to be a part of this, like to drum along with these pipers. And it, yeah. it was, a, it was pretty awesome to do. And, and having met the pipers and gotten to like try playing them, like it's an unbelievably difficult instrument to yeah. play. Like, like the amount that's going on in not only the finger work, but also like filling that bloody bag. With there and sure. keeping it full for the drones, tuning it alone is is hard to do. But when you hear, you know, like a solo piper mm. go, and it, it is so flipping emotional. And I always go back to after the death of Princess Di because I was there uh, in at Queens at the time, and we had to play the next day in a performance in in New York. And we weren't really, really sure how it would be taken over if we did anything, but we, being the Queens bands, felt there was some sort of connection to the mm. the, the monarchy, and so we. Uh, we decided a, a single piper to start off Amazing Grace. Mm. And, you know, you want to talk about floodworks. And, we, and again, didn't know how it was going to be taken. And, like, just saw the crowd outside. And all of a sudden, like, everyone's reaching hands in the purses looking for Kleenex to, 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 to go. It, it was, it, it's an unreal instrument to, to stir up emotion. Yeah, it certainly is. And when the, the ad in the, uh, the horse, the riderless horse. Right, <laughs> yeah. You see occasionally it was just the boots and the stirrups. I think they did that at Diana's funeral. Um, I, I went to a... A funeral years ago where they included that and it's just so moving. And I was, there was some event I was at somewhere once where it was kind of a foggy kind of, you know, morning and, uh, a little cool. And, uh, we were celebrating something, honoring something. I can't remember now what it was, but they had the horse come through the fog. Oh, just wow. the boots and the stirrups and, and the bagpipes. And yeah, oh, same goodness. thing. You're just like, Oh my God. Yeah. You're killing me here. We did it for Adrian's uh, grandparents as well. We did a, a ceremony this past summer. Nice. And, and again, a piper leading, you know, everyone up to the cemetery. Yeah. Really. I emotional. can cry right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's such, I don't know what it's that sound. It's, you just know what's that. crazy though? In, on, on the flip side of this, uh, to change the mood a little bit. Is that as emotional as pipers make people, mm. they get the women stirred up. Like horny pipers do well. Really? A combination, I think, of getting everybody <laughs> weepy with those bloody pipes and wondering what's under the kilt. <laughs> well, maybe pipes aren't the only things blowing though, when they get going. <laughs> well, listen, if we, if we learned anything from uh, wedding crashers. You know, you can get laid at a funeral, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, maybe there's a thing there. Yeah, there's there's a piper down <laughs> game from something. <laughs> rock mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 949 The Rock.